December 1st, 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. My dear children, I, John, am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if you do sin, there is someone to plead for you before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who pleases God completely. He is the sacrifice for our sins. He takes away not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. And how can we be sure that we belong to Him? By obeying His commandments. If someone says, I belong to God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and does not live in the truth. But those who obey God's word really do love Him. That is the way to know whether or not we live in Him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Christ did. Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment, for it is an old one you have always had, right from the beginning. This commandment, to love one another, is the same message you heard before, yet it is also new. This commandment is true in Christ and is true among you, because the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. If anyone says, I am living in the light, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves other Christians is living in the light and does not cause anyone to stumble. Anyone who hates a Christian brother or sister is living and walking in darkness. Such a person is lost, having been blinded by the darkness. I am writing to you, my dear children, because your sins have been forgiven because of Jesus. I am writing to you who are mature, because you know Christ, the one who is from the beginning. I am writing to you who are young, because you have won your battle with Satan. I have written to you, children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you who are mature, because you know Christ, the one who is from the beginning. I have written to you who are young, because you are strong with God's word living in your hearts, and you have won your battle with Satan. Stop loving this evil world and all that it offers you. For when you love the world, you show that you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only the lust for physical pleasure, the lust for everything we see, and pride in our possessions. These are not from the Father. They are from this evil world. And this world is fading away, along with everything it craves. But if you do the will of God, you will live forever. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents, 
to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Exodus 20, verses 1 through 5. Over this holiday weekend, I noticed a few things in my life that I placed before God and the effect it had on me. Praise God for conviction I feel when I do such things. But what if what I am doing doesn't feel or seem as if it is an idol in my life? I mean, it's not like I'm building a golden calf and worshiping it long after I cross the Red Sea, right? Wrong. So let me define idol. Oxford Dictionary defines it as an image or representation of a god used as an object of worship. Webster has it as an object of extreme devotion. As I told you those definitions, did anything pop in your head? I don't know, maybe work, social media, the opposite sex, money? Well, let me ask you some questions. How's your time been in God's Word? How's your time been on Facebook? How's your prayer life? How often do you complain about life? Are you active or working on being a part of a church or ministry? Are you missing church because you choose to work? Idols come in many shapes and sizes, and sometimes we don't even realize how bad they are. When life feels uncertain or our longings go unmet, it's easy and comforting momentarily to grasp on to temporary fillers. If only we had more money, more friends, more experiences, or achievements, then we'd be happy and content. But this type of mentality leads to idolatry by shifting our focus off of Jesus and placing it instead on the temporary and insufficient pleasures of today. Whatever we treasure more than God, whatever drives our thoughts and actions, becomes an idol. And these idols dull our spiritual hearing and harden our hearts to the things of God. Learning to recognize the idols in our lives is detrimental to our spiritual growth. For whatever we place before God becomes our focus. And how can we grow closer to God if we have things in our way? Sin is what separates us from God. So keeping God first is the only way to fully know and understand His love.